everyone. So the day is finally here. It's very exciting. I am doing my 2020 edition of uh, the animated Oscars Did the Right Film Win. This is a series I did a couple of years ago where I, I went back and I looked at every a year that they'd had the animated feature film category at the Oscars and to see if I agreed with the Academy's eventual choice of winner. Most of the time I actually do agree. I, I, there's not that many that I don't care for. Uh, there's not that many uh, years where I, uh, where I didn't think that they picked the best film. Uh, and in, in a, I think this year is kind of similar to some other years where I, I don't think they, they could have gone that wrong. Uh, I think that they all have their pluses. And so it's an interesting year. There isn't the clear front runner like there was with Into the Spider-Verse, for example. And uh, so let's talk about this group of five interesting nominees and do I think the right film won. All right, first we've got up How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. The Hidden World, it really does exist. Now that's a king. You're right, bud, it's time. Of course, this is the third in our Dragon Trilogy. And I've enjoyed all three of the Dragon films. I felt positive about all of them. And uh, this one continues on that strong tradition that the trilogy has had. I, I, I have my problems with the second movie and I have a few little problems with this movie, but I definitely still think it's a strong entry. I have Hiccup, who is now the leader of the people in Burke. All of a sudden there's some problems with Toothless and uh, it turns out that there's such a thing as a light fury and which is a white dragon this is the female dragon and uh, he starts to uh they and toothless and the light fury start having this connection and there's this hunter who's trying to hunt down all of the dragons because they're going to use them for the alphas and that's where the second movie kind of lost me quite a bit it was this whole convoluted notion of the alphas and the hypnotizing of the dragons and all of that i don't know that kind of stuff is just not for me i'm not a fantasy person in that way uh but anyway so that continues on here uh and so there's this sort of battle between the people who want to use the dragons and the people that love the dragons that's kind of the framework of the story i i think the the whole fantasy element is not as much for me as the personal development of the movie i think that's where it has a strength the relationship between hiccup and toothless and particularly the ending i thought really really worked and was very emotional and a really great way to end off the trilogy the animation is beautiful i love the flying scenes in all three of these movies i wish there was more of that here uh, but it's you know the story is is more grounded <laughs> than other stories i think the whole hidden world is beautiful with the fluorescent colors and the the way they use the lighting and the animation it's gorgeous uh, i also think that you know we like i said we get a really beautiful arc for for hiccup and toothless and it's you know very emotional at the end some of the humor didn't really work for me in this movie i found particularly kristen wiggs character to be very annoying and and those jokes went on way too long also i thought some of the action went on too long as well so i wasn't that invested and the story could be a little bit convoluted so in my opinion i do not think that this movie should have won so the academy was correct on this first one okay then next we have i lost my body 
this film is a French film that was directed by J Jeremy Clopin and it ended up airing on Netflix in the United States. And uh, this movie, I think, sounds weirder than it actually is in reality, uh, because yes, it the, the the like lead protagonist is a severed hand, but it's not really. That's kind of a gimmick to draw you into the story. The main story is actually a, a, a love story between this boy who delivers pizzas to this girl. He sees her. He's charmed by her. Uh, he uh, falls in love with her and sort of their back and forth between uh, the, he ends up getting an, an injury because of something that he's trying to make for the girl. And I, you know, I love a, I love a good love story and I love a sweet love story. Uh, and so I enjoyed that part of the film. Uh, but the main appeal of this film is the beautiful animation. The 2D animation is so pretty. Uh, everything is very tactile and feels pretty real. And also just the, the sound design is really good in this movie. Like when the hand is kind of moving, you really get all that sense of, t of touch and feel and, and movement. And that really immerses you in the story. Uh, and so there's not a whole much else I have to say about this movie. I think the animation is really the strength. I think that this, the rom romantic story is, is perfectly cute and, and, uh, and, and sweet and also a little disturbing at the same time. Uh, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed the romance and I think it was like a clever gimmick, but it's not my favorite. So I also don't think that this one should have won. Next we have Claws. Come on, we're running out of time. Those kids are counting on us. If we don't stop them tonight, this town will never be the same. Destroy those toys. No, 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 no. No. Ah! Ha! Eat our snow, you... They're not attached. Why aren't they attached? I thought they were attached. I would never in a million years have done what I just did if I didn't think these were attached. Always this by director Sergio Pablos. And if you've watched any of my content, you know how much I love this movie. It was my favorite movie of, of the year last year. I think what it did with the characters is really lovely. Uh, you, have a, you have a story we've seen before in something like Emperor's New Groove with the entitled lead character who thinks that they know everything. And he gets sent to this town where they have lost their faith in each other. And they're just feuding and feuding and feuding and they have no hope. And one of the things I thought was so impressive, not only the animation, which is gorgeous, but also the lighting I think is beautiful. And as things get more and more hopeful, the lighting changes because uh, it starts out so dark and so sad. And, uh, and as the, particularly the village, as the kids learn to read and become empowered, they become so much brighter and happier and you see the joy. And I thought that the Claus character was really, really interesting because he was just wounded and so sad. And as he becomes uh, more involved in helping the children, he, you just see his light change as well, which I loved. I loved the 2D animation. I thought it was so beautiful. I loved the geometric style of the characters. It was so refreshing and new uh, and uh, something we, hadn't seen, we haven't seen really in a long time. I loved the music. Of course, I love the Christmas element because I'm a huge Christmas movie fan. And I think it has a really, really nice message about community, about forgiveness, about moving on uh, with our, when we're in our states of grief and how we can still make a contribution to the world. I just love this movie. I think it's so good. And so this is my favorite of the five nominees. All right, so then we have Missing Link. 
mythical proportions. Um. You have killed my grandmother! Quick, quick, quick! Someone should give her the kiss of life! You're the man for the job. How's my breath? He is the missing link. And this is, of course, from the good folks over at Leica. And they make such beautiful stop-motion animation. Uh, the, the fluidity, the way the characters are able to, to just be so unique, and so different. And you get that flow and feel that they're able to do with those, those uh, 3D printers that make their characters and the different faces. And it just has a flow to it that, that uh, no other stop-motion studio quite, uh, quite uh, copies or emulates. I think it's very unique and I appreciate that very much. And uh, this is, was kind of a different feel for them. They typically make darker films. They make uh, scarier films. And I felt like this movie in a way kind of lost a little bit of what makes Leica so unique and fun. Uh, it just didn't have that, that kind of visual style that I is so unique to them. And I kind of missed that a little bit. And I think that uh, they, I felt like they were kind of to try to make a Ardman film instead of making a Leica film. Not that other films have to have the same palette, but I don't know. There's just was something that felt off to me about a lot of the creative decisions that they made, even though the animation is very, very beautiful. My biggest problem with the movie was I felt like the character designs were very uh, unpleasant. I didn't enjoy them. And I get that maybe they're trying to make them kind of, uh, that's part of the lesson of the movie is that you're beautiful inside. And I appreciate that. But I just wish they had made them a little bit cuter. I didn't really like the pig nose that I felt like they gave to Susan. I didn't think that that was cute. And I just thought it was I don't know. I just didn't like the character designs. I didn't like the look of them. I didn't like the triangle nose that the Hugh Jackman character had. I thought that was just really unappealing. And uh, I, I also didn't think that it was very funny that the script I thought could have used some work. Uh, it, it had some funny parts, but then other sequences that I thought they were going for big laughs just really fell flat for me. Like the, the various scenes at the bar, the fight at the bar, when they spend that whole time trying to get into uh, the, the woman's house, like, I didn't think that was funny. And I thought that pretty much everything at the Yeti land was just kind of flat for me, not funny and not, I don't know. It just kind of didn't do it for me. That movie, it should have been hilarious and they had a great voice cast. So I, I don't, I don't know. Something was wrong to me in both the character design and the script. It didn't do it for me. So what, what are you going to do? It's too bad. I, I know a lot of people really love this film. think it's very underrated. Uh, and that's, that's great. Uh, and I, I love Leica and I'm happy whenever they are able to make a film and get the praise. And I'm glad they got nominated because I, I think that they should be supported in their great animation work. But this particular film, because of the character designs and the, the, the script, I just don't think it was there. So it's my least favorite of the five nominees. All right, last we've got Toy Story 4. I was made to help a child. I don't remember it being this hard. Woody, somebody's whispering in your ear. Everything's gonna be okay. This, of course, from Pixar. And, you know, a lot of people were really concerned about this because they love the ending of Toy Story 3. Uh, I, I, I like, I love all the Toy Story movies. I 
I mean, they're all practically five stars for me. I love them all. And uh, so I was maybe a little bit nervous, but I think that the ending of Toy Story 3 uh, is can be a little bit much to me, especially in the incinerator scene. But I think they laid it on a little thick there. And uh, so I, I guess I'm not as like... 100% on that scene. I'm like a 95 on that scene, uh, but it's still really good. And so we have Toy Story 4. And I think this movie really made sense for me as an ending for Woody, not an ending for uh, for Andy, which was the end of Toy Story 3. And if you think about this world, because in this world, the the toys can evidently live forever. There's an evidently no sign of any kind of like afterlife or death or things like this for these toys and in this the spiral that they're the cycle that these toys are in where they're loved and then forgotten and loved and forgotten and loved and forgotten it's not something that if you're thinking about as these characters that you want to do for eternity and and so it makes sense to try to give woody a actual sort of calm place to end and that's what i think they did in this movie and i thought it was so brilliant and you start out with uh, with Woody trying to basically give Forky to Bonnie, trying to basically be his sort of parent, parental figure and try to keep him safe, keep him protected. And I really loved that dynamic between Forky and Woody. I thought it was so well done and so sweet and so funny. Of course, I love the animation in this film. It's, it's very, it's got that photorealism, but it was so beautiful. And, uh, and I loved, you know, of course, love all these characters. Yes, you don't get to see as much of all the rest of the characters as you do in some of the other Toy Stories, but I still felt like the moments that they gave us were really, really powerful and, and effective and funny and sweet and everything that I wanted. So I think it made up sort of quality versus quantity. And you get to see Woody really realize that, oh, I can live a whole different life. And he didn't know that before. Uh, and it, it's all of a sudden, face, he's facing this existential crisis uh, again, as, as Woody has tend to do. I loved Ducky and Bunny. I thought they were so funny and those scenes were so well done. I loved Gabby Gabby. I thought that, that was going to be just another surprise villain kind of situation. And then there was way more to her than I expected. And I thought that that really worked that arc. I, I thought there's some definite scary parts. There's some exciting parts. There's some funny parts. There's some very emotional parts. And I really liked the fact that, that it was Buzz who is the one who is sort of willing to let uh, Woody go. And I thought that was such a beautiful, touching moment. And so I really enjoyed this movie. I loved Forky. I I, mean, I, I liked almost everything about it. I liked the Duke Kaboom. He was hilarious. So I am a huge fan of this movie. And so this is the one that the Academy chose for best animated feature film. And I love this movie, so I don't have a huge problem with it winning. I think it's a worthy winner, but I still think because of the 2D animation, the beautiful story, the, the way it used sort of lighting, the way how original it is, it's not a sequel. I still think the Claws should have won. I think it is the better film. And, uh, and I just, just for originality alone, I would have picked Claws. And, uh, but I really enjoy 
uh, Toy Story 4 as well. So I don't have a huge complaint there as far as did the right one win. But technically, I would say no. The right one did not win, even though I still love Toy Story 4. So it was a pretty strong year, I would say, for these animated Oscars. A uh, pretty good list. Even though what I don't like, I still understand why uh, people like it and why it got nominated. So let me know what you think of these movies. Which one is your favorite of the five nominees? And do you think that the right film won? And let's keep everything nice in the comments section. We don't have any of us say which one won, so might as well just have fun discussing it. Uh, there's no wrong answer to what movie you happen to like the best. <laughs> and thanks so much. Please subscribe to my channel. Uh, I would love to be able to do more and more videos for you guys. Uh, and we also have our patron group, which has so much fun. And the more support we get in patron, the more fun stuff I can do. And also we have our merch store where you can get animation junkie shirts and, uh, and enjoy that. So all the information for that will be in the description section and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone.